Right, we're going to move on now to a significant story here in the UK that certainly garnered a lot of interest. During his second day being cross-examined in the High Court, Prince Harry has said uh, he found it suspicious that difficult conversations between him and uh, an ex-girlfriend appeared in stories in the Daily Mirror. Uh, the paper's publisher denies using unlawful means to gather information about the Duke, saying its reports are based on publicly available sources. Our culture editor, Katie Razzle, has more. The interest in this story shows no sign of waning. For a second day, the world's media gathered in a cul-de-sac in central London, waiting for the High Court's star witness. Prince Harry arrived here for another bout of cross-examination. The Mirror Group is determined to show he's wrong to claim that articles about him were based on unlawful information gathering. MGN's barrister told him there was not a single item of evidence in these articles to show phone hacking and that Prince Harry's claims were pure speculation. The Prince says this one, about a secret dinner he had with the late TV presenter Caroline Flack at a close friend's house, was based on phone hacking, as he and his friend had left voicemails for each other. MGN says it came from a photo agency. This one, about his then-girlfriend Chelsea Davies' fury at his visit to a lap-dancing club, was also based on hacking, Prince Harry says. MGN says it was in other papers the day before. And when he split from Chelsea, there was this headline. Prince Harry told the court he was likely to have exchanged voicemails about the difficulties in their relationship and said, I now find this very suspicious. MGN says the story was in the news of the world before. Prince Harry blames the tabloids for his breakup with Miss Davy. Today, he told the court he'd once found a tracking device on her car, put there, he claims, by a private investigator. For my whole life, he said, the press have misled me and covered up the wrongdoing. Andrew Green for Mirror Group asked him, would you be relieved or disappointed if the court decided you hadn't been hacked by MGN? Prince Harry said phone hacking was on an industrial scale across three of the papers at the time, and that is beyond doubt. Yes, I would feel some injustice. Andrew Green continued, so you want to have been phone hacked? Prince Harry responded, no one wants to have been phone hacked, my lord. At the end of his evidence, his barrister asked Prince Harry the toll going through it all had taken. The prince appeared to fight back tears. It's a lot, he said in a cracked voice. He stayed in court to hear Jane Kerr, a former Mirror Royal reporter who the court has insisted must give evidence. Her byline appears on almost a third of the articles about Prince Harry being examined by the court. She commissioned private investigators to help with stories, but she said she had never asked anybody to do anything unlawful. Prince Harry spent around eight hours in the witness box. He'll be leaving here probably feeling relieved, having kept his cool and focus in the face of some tough questioning. There'll be relief too for his estranged family. Because there was nothing in his testimony that would be embarrassing to the royals. Prince Harry's focus here, solely, is the tabloid press. An effort, he said, to bring an end to the abuse and intrusion of him and his wife. Right, we can speak now to Jack Royston, Chief Royal Correspondent for US uh, magazine Newsweek and the co-host of the podcast, The Royal Report. Thanks so much for coming on the programme. No problem. Thanks for having me. So, as we heard there, Prince Harry, eight hours uh, being cross-examined. Um, overall, how do you think he'll be feeling now? I think that he'll be feeling better after today than he was after yesterday. I think yesterday was quite difficult for Harry. I mean, he did say at the end of the day today, as your report noted, that, it, you know, the whole experience had been a lot. I think that was quite visible, particularly during yesterday's evidence. 
Um, in terms of him trying to kind of move his case on, I don't know that he actually made a huge amount of progress for his case on either day. And I think the Mirror Group's barrister will be quite happy with some of his answers along the lines that he really doesn't know whether specific pieces of information in stories were a product of phone hacking or not. Interesting. Um, well, let, let's just stick on that, just on that one example for a, a moment, because that's the crux of it, isn't it? There's yes, uh, yes. Uh, the, the general argument about the way he feels he's been treated in his life, but that's separate to this specific exactly. court case. So, what do you think um, you would you were pointing to or referring to about uh, what we heard in court today? So the mirror barrister has been taking Harry through story after story after story and saying to him, so in this particular story, which piece of information are you saying was obtained through phone hacking? So Harry will then say, you know, perhaps it's this, uh, you know, which plane uh, Chelsea Davy was going to be on, or perhaps it's the fact that we had an argument with each other. The barrister, uh, Andrew Green, the barrister for the mirror group will then say, okay, so whose phone was hacked in order to get that information? Um, now, Harry's answers have been slightly better on some, uh, in some cases than in others, but there have been times when he said, you know, he, 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 doesn't, he doesn't actually know who it would have been. He might offer a kind of an educated guess that perhaps it could have been, you know, they had Chelsea Davies' number or it could have been an aide of his or something like that. But he, his case is lacking kind of specific concrete details. This is the person whose phone was hacked. This is the answer for it. He, you know, he doesn't have a recollection of a specific answer phone message that he knows was left by him or for him or on somebody's phone. Right. So it's all quite vague. And what, just what about, I suppose, more generally, just the idea of these stories about visiting lap dancing clubs, about breaking up with ex-girlfriends. This is pretty tricky for anyone to have that public. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And, um, you know, one thing that the Mirror Group's barrister said is they are sympathetic to him in terms of the general press intrusion into his life. And it, you know, that comes across very strongly. Elements of Harry's witness statement, it's kind of 55 pages and in excess of 20,000 words, go very strongly on the impact this has had on him saying he, you know, at points feared he might be stabbed in the streets as a product of uh, things that had been written about him in the papers. You know, stories about him visiting lap dancing clubs are always going to be embarrassing. There was, you know, an account of him, which he denied getting a, a lap dance from a, you know, a kind of statuesque blonde who was a, a close or close resemblance to his girlfriend at the time. You know, that he denied that, but needed to say those details are embarrassing to be in papers at the time. They're embarrassing to discuss in court now. Um, particularly, you know, in the modern era, in 2023, lap dancing clubs are probably viewed very differently to how they were viewed back in kind of 2006, 2007 kind of time. Um, so, so okay. it's, you know, it's a, a difficult case for him in a number of ways. Jack Royston, I'm afraid we have to leave it there, but great to get your thoughts. Thank you.